Good morning, Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome and thank you for joining us for this online service. I'm so excited to share the word with you this morning. I bring you a message of hope this Christmas. Let's get into the word. But before that, you know, just last year, we brought the children to a theme park. And there was, in the theme park, there was a station that showed a 4D show. And Timothy saw the poster and the show was about Pa Patrol, his favorite. He was so excited, but not for us. The rest of us are so not interested. And because we are rushing for another show. But Timothy keep pestering us that we need to watch this show because it's part petrol. And the sibling were trying to convince Timothy that it was a bad idea because we are going for something even more fun. And you, you're not going to like it. It's going to be a bit scary. But Timothy insisted and started to be a bit whiny. And in the end, we relented. And we queue for the show at the expense of not watching another show. After another 20 minutes of queue, we finally reach our turn to enter. However, the moment the movie started, Timothy started to cry. We were so puzzled and quickly assure him, you know, Timothy, it's going to be all right, not to worry. It has to be dark because it's a 4D show. He was scared by the loud sound and the image, the moving chair, the water sprinkling and others. We were all kind of embarrassed when he, when he began to cry so loud. And within 10 minutes, he was crying so loudly that, you know, we had to get out of the theater. We went out and everybody was upset and asked, Why, Timothy, why are you crying? I thought it is what you want. Pop Petrol, a 4D Pop Petrol show. You're excited about it just now. You know, and Timothy continued to sob. And he said, But this is not what I hoped for. This is not what I hoped for. That's the title of my sermon today. This is not what I hope for. Before we start, let's turn to the Lord in prayer and ask the Lord to open our hearts and mind to what He has in store for us. Let's pray. Lord, we thank You that we can come into Your presence. Holy Spirit, we ask of You today to take full control and to speak to everyone listening. Lord, You know the needs of everyone who will be listening to this preaching. Do a work in our heart this morning as we open our hearts and our minds to hear your word. And all this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Sometimes life takes you on a ride. Have you ever ordered a burger from McDonald's but it doesn't look like the commercial? This is not what I hope for. You know, it's very difficult thing to adjust your perspective when you want it one way and the product turns out to be another. When we started 2020 or you started the year with a picture of new year resolution, new beginning, anticipating transformation, expecting restoration, and then the pandemic strikes, changing the way we live, giving us a new normal. You know, church, we're living in unprecedented time in our lifetimes for sure. Fear all over the world. The most talk about subject 
whether is it on social media on the news or in conversation you may be having with someone at a one meter distance apart at this moment is we get the vaccine should we get the vaccine for COVID-19 you know many of you goes this is not what I hope for isn't it and it's a real thing in fact there are a lot of reason for people to be afraid today and past few months the stock market crashes to the lowest since 1929 school closed businesses closed down companies shut down companies freeze headcount no bonus this year retrenchment highest unemployment rate i remember during our circuit breaker we have a hard time telling my father-in-law that he can't go out. You know, there's this restriction. And my father-in-law can't stay at home for a long, every day he needs to go out. So one day I decided to just drive him out after stuck at home for two weeks and we can't hold him anymore. So I decided to just bring him out to just take a look at what is happening outside and on the way to buy some essential stuff. He was not aware of what is happening in the current world. So when he saw all the shop closed, no one sitting down in the coffee shop, everyone must up. The first thing that he asked, what is happening to the world? You know, he said in Chinese, 世界末日了。什么事情发生? You know, it seems like it's the end of the world. You know, indeed, some people have the kind of feeling. And I just want to acknowledge that 2020 is a tough year, isn't it? And some of us right now may not be working as much as you had before or not at all. And the economic hurdles that we have, not just as a nation, but around the globe, is something that we haven't seen perhaps the same way in our lifetime. Year 2020 isn't what I hope for. I believe it's the same for you. And some of you may have planned to go overseas trip at the beginning of the year. Tickets are bought, accommodation were booked, but all plans fail. Is there anybody here listening to this message that is living in a sin that you did not hope for in this season? The fact of the matter is that every one of us has a picture of hope how you hope your life is supposed to be, when you're supposed to get married, when you're supposed to get a promotion, which school you hope to attend, what grade you hope to get, what kind of career. And many times in, as we go through life, this isn't what I hope for. So let me ask you this question this morning. Where do you get your hope from? Where do you get your hope from? Do you get it from Instagram? Because if you did, I'm praying very hard for you. Because if you get your hope for what life is supposed to be from the little glimpse that other people gives you, when they are posing perfectly, you will always be frustrated. Sometimes we get a glimpse of hope from the drama that we watch, the Korean drama, the opa, oh yes? And then when, we, when you compare the real thing to a show that was altered and cropped and filtered, 
how in the world are we supposed to feel fulfilled about our real lives when we spend so much time getting our hope from other people's pretension? So the question is, where do you get your hope from? Let me share with you this morning about a real hope. A real hope you can depend on, an unshakable hope. A hope that is based on truth, a confident hope. A hope that is our present help, even when it is hard. Amen? The coming of Jesus give us hope in this Christmas. I want to take us a bit, a little bit of a journey. I want to take us on a journey of brokenness, hopelessness, and then hope, and then living life in the light of hope. The scripture we're going to look at today is from Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. If you have your Bible, turn to the scripture with me right now, shall we? As we read the scripture together. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. Verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to marry to Joseph. Meaning Mary was engaged to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Verse 19, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and say, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Verse 24, when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord has commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. And he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Let's begin from verse 18. And we're going to I'm going to bring you through a journey of what Joseph is facing. And in verse 18, because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind, and this phrase, he had in mind to divorce her quietly and to put her away quietly. You know, he had in mind so much of the decision that we make in our life that cause us confusion, right? Or because we do what we had in mind before we consult God to see what He had in store for us. And this morning, I want us to get inside the mind of Joseph. You see, Joseph was a young man interested in starting a married life as many Jewish young men would do enter an engagement relationship 
with joy and excitement and expectation. Excited to begin his life and begin having children and living as a Jewish married family. But things went wrong. Brokenness entered the scene and Mary got pregnant. Now we know the end of the story. We know that this is because of the work of the Holy Spirit. But think about it from Joseph's perspective. Everything was right. Everything was good. And then Mary got pregnant. The only conclusion he could is logically draws that she has been unfaithful. Because the story of the narrative was found both in the Gospel of Matthew and Luke. If we read both together, we will we read that after Mary met the angel, she went to spend three months with Elizabeth. So Mary has been away for three months and so about three months in pregnancy. <coughs> so we could be sure that Joseph is eager to see her, isn't it, after three months of their engagement. When they meet, Mary likely to tell him of her condition, doing her best to explain that her pregnancy is by means of God's Holy Spirit. <clears throat> yes, as you can imagine, this is a very difficult thing for Joseph to understand, isn't it, if it is you? You know, to believe because imagine your fiancé who you have not met for three months came up to you and tell you that she is pregnant? <coughs> Think about the times in your life when things have gone wrong entirely because of other people's action. That's the situation that Joseph was in. Joseph had done everything right. <coughs> he saw out a bride. He had found a future mate. And then from his perspective, she had turned out to be unfaithful. Joseph had to come face to face with disappointment in this world because he had probably seen that again and again, a time and again, again, again. You know, as you know, Jewish engagements were a rather serious business. At this time, it was considered basically a contractual arrangement. And in order to break it, you, you essentially had to go through a divorce. The procedure was in place because people have messed it up in the past. And so what Joseph came face to face with is the truth that things will not go according to what he hoped for. And Joseph could not just go on and do what he had, he had originally planned to do. And if he do so, this will bring shame to him and on his family. Joseph was in a very difficult spot. He had, to, he had done what he thought was right to do. But now the disappointment, the hopelessness of the world had invaded. And he had to respond on the next step. What is the next step Joseph had to take? And we see what Joseph decided to do. Matthew chapter 1 verse 20 used the word considered. Joseph considered. You know, Joseph must have been fighting with two thoughts in his mind. 
to do justice that was due to himself or to do justice to what Mary had done. He decided to divorce Mary and put her away privately. This actually shows Joseph's character. The scripture is very clear to identify that Joseph is a righteous man. What does that mean? In this context, it really means two things. It means, number one, that he was a law observant. He knew the law and he obeyed. But it also reflects the second thing on his personal character. We all know that you can apply law in an unrighteous way. But Joseph chose to apply law in a righteous way and decided to put Mary away privately. He upheld his standard of obedience to the law by his perspective. Mary had been adulterous and he decided to follow through with the law's solution. But he did it in a way that protected her and kept her from being destitute. I'm sure that Joseph had a very difficult time at this point of his life. His hope to have a beautiful bride, beautiful wedding, start a beautiful family had been crushed. I can only imagine the sleepless night that he spent trying to figure out what to do, us seeking God, seeking the law, reflecting on what's the right step to take would be. And then one night, he finally is able to go to sleep and in a, enter a deep rest. At that moment, God stepped in the angel, announced to Joseph in a dream, the virgin birth. We will come to that a little later. What about Mary? On another hand, Mary too had to struggle with her hope crushed. She was anticipating to be the bride of Joseph. You know, you ask every bride to be what goes in their mind months or weeks before their wedding. She will probably were having all the beautiful images you know, about the scene of the wedding, the flowers, the little details, and of course, the wedding dress. When the angel came and told her that she would be pregnant with a child in Luke chapter 1, and we read, we read from a scripture, Luke chapter 1 verse 24, how would this be? Mary asked the angel, Sin, I am a virgin. Mary was perplexed. She couldn't understand how is it possible. She probably was trying to think, am I supposed to quickly get married with Joseph? Mary saw of understand what the angel has said and willingly submit to the angel's plan, which is God's plan, but at the expense of all her hope being crushed. I wonder why Mary had to spend three months with Elizabeth. Probably she was trying to find a way to explain to Joseph. Or maybe during the first trimester, woman usually had a lot of morning sickness and she returned home now, Joseph would observe it. Her family members would observe it and she would have a hard time facing all the questions. 
and she knows that according to God's law to Israel, a woman who is engaged to a one man but who willingly had sexual relationship with another man is to be stoned to death. At one end, she must be thrilled with the miraculous pregnancy. But on another hand, she is perplexed to what will happen to her and Joseph. She probably will be thinking this should be a very joyous occasion, a miracle inside my body. Why must it be so hard? Why must it seem so hopeless at the same time too? It's a painful process. You see, the coming of Jesus will give us hope. But sometimes it involves a period of pruning, a period of painful process, or surrendering to His will, to His plan, before we can see the hope behind all that. So while Joseph is still wearing these mantles, he goes to sleep. An angel appears to him in a dream and announces to him something unexpected. In verse 20, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is, what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. What did the angel appear at this point? Why? Why did the angel appear at this point after Mary was already found to be pregnant? In other words, why did God let Joseph go several months without knowing what he wanted to do and what is about to happen? And then only appear after Joseph had already made up his mind what he wanted to do after he had considered this, the scripture told us. Now jo Joseph had this word from God to go from, to understand. But let me say this, if he understand by his eyes, his sight, he's going to miss it. If he understand by his senses, his feelings, his emotions, he will miss it. Emotionally and mentally, he has already decided, I'm done with this. And Joseph had made up his mind. His plan picked up, picked out, but now he's not going to get to do it. And which is hard for a carpenter because carpenter plan, they make a living of measuring and planning. But after he had measured it in his mind, God spoke to his spirit. What did God spoke to him and say, What is in her is from me. What is in her is from me. It is not what you hope for, but it is from me. I know it's not what you expected, but it's from me. I know it's not your preference, but it's from me. It's from me. Are you listening? <clears throat> I know it doesn't fit your tradition, but it's from me. Are you trying to build your life by the wrong hope of what you thought it would be? So God said, I'm going to give, I'm giving you a hope that I have in mind for your life according to my purpose. And this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about the greatest hope that the world was ever given. 
came through the greatest disappointment that Joseph would ever known. And this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about when Joseph had in his mind how he needed to handle the situation and yet God interrupts Joseph's plan to fulfill a greater purpose. Before I go on, let me ask you a question. Who do you think have a harder job, Mary or Joseph? Who thinks Mary had a harder job? Think, think about it. Think about all the women who have born children into this world. Come on, let's celebrate Mother's Day early. I really thank God for all the mothers. Amen. And if you say Mary, yes, well, maybe you're right. Because she had very little choice. She was already pregnant by the time she found about the purpose. And then you got Joseph, who believed that Joseph had a harder job. Let's find out as we read verse 21. This verse tells us Mary's job and Joseph's job. Let's read it together, shall we? Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. She will give birth and you are to give him the name. Now pause for a little while. Which one do you want to do? To give birth or to give the name? So physically, Mary had the harder job. There's no argument. But, 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 Mary knows. Mary knows because it was her body. Mary knew that it has to be God because she knows whether or not she had been with another man. And Mary knew this has to be God because she thinks, I consulted my experience and I'm a virgin. I haven't been with another man. So if I'm carrying baby, it doesn't come from human. Means I will know it because it is my body. But Joseph didn't know. And so he had to believe. Maybe that's the hardest job of all. To believe what you can't see. To believe what you can't be sure of. Joseph didn't know. Because faith does not operate by sensory knowledge. Because faith enables us to understand that God is with us even if we do not see Him. Even we do not, we don't see any hope in the current situation that we are in. Are you with me? Let's go on to the next verse. Verse 21. She will give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. See, the name Jesus is related to the Hebrew words, which mean God saves. The salvation that's announced that Jesus comes because God desires to save us from our sin. And so the point to remember is that this Christ, whom we proclaim at Christmas time, will save us from our brokenness. And this is the precious promise of Christmas. This is the precious hope of Christmas. Amidst all the hope crushed, plan changed, hope lost, disappointment, despair, anger, uncertainty, the first message of hope come to them. And this is where our excitement comes from in Christmas. God definitely deal with our sins and bring us the, the Savior who will be one day die on the cross and be resurrected again to atone for our sin and brokenness. In Jesus, 
we find the solution to every hopeless situation, broken problem. And this means that we can live differently. Church, year 2020 probably had crushed some of your hopes. And it probably didn't start well for some of us. But we know that we have a God that is greater than the world. We know we serve a God who is not constrained by the economy situation. We know we have a God that can do miraculous work and we can turn our hope unto our God just like Joseph and Mary turned themselves towards God's hope. Amen? Now, this is where I think the narrative gets very interesting in the next step. See, we notice that Joseph walked out and obeyed. When Joseph wakes up, how grateful he, he is that the issue is now clearer. He did not delay in doing what the angel directed. He went and takes Mary to his home. And this is a public action that serves, in effect, as a marriage ceremony. You see, giving notice that Mary... Joseph and Mary are now a married couple. Nevertheless, Joseph does not have sexual relation with Mary while she is pregnant with Jesus. As for Mary, she drew strength from the promise of God that she was reminded when she visited Elizabeth. She even sang a song of praise from Luke chapter 1 verse 46 to 55 where she was in that perplexed situation and in Luke chapter 1 verse 49 she declared from now on all generation will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me holy is his name she emerged joyful and with confidence in the peace of God because of the hope she now received here's the question that I think is determinative has anything changed in Joseph or Mary's circumstances? What do you think? No, right? Mary is still pregnant. She is still pregnant. And there still be shame that comes on Joseph and his family if he takes Mary as his wife. Has anything physically changed in their circumstances? No. But, listen to this. They are now woken up to what God was doing. They are woken up to the angelic announcement. They are woken up to the solution for their sin. And now hope has awakened within them. Christmas really makes us stay, wake up with hope to see hopeless situation differently. And this is where we begin to move into application. You see, the message is that Christ is the Savior for our sin. But the application is that we now have hope to view the broken thing around us differently. You see, Joseph had not seen any different change in his circumstances. But he got up and obeyed because now he saw through God's lens what God was doing and how the brokenness around him can be used to fulfill God's promise and purpose. As believers, we know that we are saved. We have no doubt about that. But Christmas reminds us that we can have hope through difficult circumstances. Amen? 
We can have hope in the problem that beset us. We can have hope in the difficulties that's around us. We can have, there is no brokenness that you experience that's outside of the message of Christmas. Let's continue verse 22 and verse 23. In verse 22, all that, all this took place to fulfill what Lord has said through the prophet. And he quotes from Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. In verse 23, he said that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God's God with us. God with us. Now make a declaration by faith every mouth in every location right now, wherever you are. Say, God is with me right now. God is with me right now. Say it again, God is with me right now. And this is the second message of hope this Christmas. It's about His presence. His name is Emmanuel. I can't see Him, but I can trust Him because He spoke it. And I can see it with the eyes of my faith. He is with me on good day. He's with me on bad day. He's with me when I got it. He's with me when I don't even know where to look. He's with me when He liked me. He He's with me even when nobody will return my text. He's with me when I'm married. He's with me when I get a job. He's with me when I'm well. He's with me I'm sick. He's with me with a clear sky. And He's with me in a storm. He's with you and He's with me. So don't be afraid to go home and do what God told you. Don't be afraid to face your fears with the frame of faith. I challenge you, church, and everyone who is listening, to lift up your hope that Jesus will indeed show in your circumstances, just as He did for Joseph. Let hope get inside of you, inside your attitude, and let it polish your pers- pers- perspective and perception so that you can see God's saving grace in your experiences. Amen? And I would like to show you the following testimony by one of our media corp artists, Toto Ming. He shared about where he finds his hope from. Let's watch. Hi, my name is Raphael Jiu Chong Why I call myself Raphael? Because Raphael stands for God has healed. In medical terms, I diagnose with muscular atrophy. But in Christ, I'm healed. Actually, in 2006, 7 or 8, during this period of time, I felt myself got no strength. I can't even carry things. Even though I sit on a chair, I got difficulties to get up. Until 2008, my colleague shared gospel with me. I was very touched in my heart. And I told myself, I need to go to church. So when I stepped in the church, I told myself, Hey, must be garang no, gangho. Chujoming, you are strong enough. You cannot cry, no. Understand? I say yes. But once they sing the worship song, dancing my soul, while my soul start crying, I feel very joyful, lah. And I feel I'm renewed. So on that night, two zero zero eight, 30th of August, I accepted Christ and tell Jesus, Jesus, if you are real, tell me what happened to me. So next day, I follow my wife to her church happens that I met a pain care specialist so he checked for me then he said Chong Ming 
I think you got muscular atrophy. I say, what is that? You say, Hokkien is muscle cutie. Your muscle, toing, 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 small and small and then, that's it. I say, ha, like that. Uh, how? Uh? I say, never mind, never mind. Uh, look for a second opinion. Uh. So, doctor, check. Wow, the doctor, check, look at me, check, look at me, check, look at me. Shake his head. I was scared, you know, I say, doctor, what happened? You see, I feel very sad, you know, Mr. Chu. God gave me the anointing to be a doctor, but I don't know why. As a doctor, I cannot heal your sickness because you know, it's a terminal illness. So within 18 to 24 months, sayonara. See, wow, God, take me 40 years to know you. The day I know you, I'm going to see you. I said, cannot lie that day. I want to see another doctor. I look for the Singapore most famous doctor. So before I can see him, I went to a toilet cubicle and I prayed. Same thing, I cry and cry and cry and cry and pray and pray. But God is so good. You know, I accepted Christ on the 30th of August. But then when I see the third doctor, it was uh, 4th of, 4th, 3 or 4th of September. I only read the Bible verse, Psalm 23 and Isaiah 53. Claim that God promised I'll be healed in the name of Jesus. But I'll stop, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. But God, Give me the verse about Job. Let me read about Job. Job cannot all this and that. Family broke, sickness. He still trusts God. Of course, not God give me the sickness, but I know that God is with me. I tell myself, it's the total submission. Even though if I die, so what? I'm not really dying. I just go to heaven and join Star Search. Or then Star Awards. Whatever it is, I say, God, never mind. I trust in you. If I really go upstairs, take care of my wife, my daughter, my mom, that's it. Okay? I join you lah. I go upstairs. Lah. So then when I go and see the doctor, the third doctor, suddenly after the, the checkup here and there, touch me and there, say, you won't die because of this sickness. You still live maybe another 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years, 30, I don't know. But of course, you have to do some adjustment in your lifestyle. Maybe in three years' time, you need a walking stick, five year crunches, seven or eight year, you need to sit, sit on a wheelchair, you cannot move anymore. But thank God, until now, I still can drive, I still can walk. Although I'm very, very slow, but I think God is really good to me. God really prepared me. Before I know my sickness, I know God. So once I know God, I got the peace. Even I encounter storm in my life, but God is with me. Jesus is in the same boat with me. So if Jesus with me, why should I scared off? Every day when I walk, I do my some daily routine stuff. I might feel some uh, weakness in my leg. Or I just lay my hand and I pray and talk to God. God, give me the strength. I need to walk. I need to do flaming. Not for my own self. I want to glorify you. I want to, most importantly, I want to share the gospel. If you really want, don't mind. Open up your heart and share with you the gospel. Will give you hope. Not me give you hope. Only Jesus can give you hope. Because of Jesus, everything will turn out good. I'm sure he got the news about his sickness. It wasn't what he hoped for. He was lost and despair. The news given to those who mean was not hopeful at all. And in his despair, he found hope in Jesus. Today, if you are somewhat feeling that hope is a bit far from you, 
if year 2020 have really not been so hopeful, I want to encourage you to look for hope in a different direction. This Christmas that is offered 2,000 years ago is still standing for all who will be willing to open your hearts to receive. I know you didn't hope for whatever had happened this year. This year, I declare, will be a different Christmas for many of you here. And God knows where to put you. He knows what He put in you. And He knows what He wants to do through you. And this message message of Christmas is just for you. To end, I'm going to share with you three things about how Jesus came very quickly. Number one, you know, He came through someone that everyone else thought was insignificant. So the first word you need to know how He came is insignificant. He came through a lady who was so scared that when he, they, when the angel came, he said, how could this be? He came through someone who saw how is it possible that what God wanted to do for the world could happen to her. Let me say this, Christ is born in every heart that will receive Him by faith. And God is using you. If you are a student, if you are a worker, if you are a parent, or if you are a businessman, and if you are always looking down on yourself, stop saying that. God always chooses to use what people deem insignificant. And there is nothing insignificant about you. There is number one. And number two, it was impossible. For those who need a renewed assurance of this hope, remember that our God specializes in miracles. What is impossible for you is possible for God. It was a virgin birth because God wanted to let you know that the impossible situation are the places where faith is born. So if it is impossible for you, it is possible for God. If you understand how He came through a virgin birth, God doesn't have to do that. But He wanted you to know if you were facing something where you do not see a way or see a light. You seem to be in an impossible situation. If you don't see it, but if you will believe it by faith, it will come to pass. And that's how He came. He came for impossible situation. The third thing, it is intimate. He came in the most intimate way. He was born of a virgin and He comes into your heart when you receive Him by faith. He longs to be personal with you this season. But if you build your hope in people, putting your hope in achievements or someone else's life and that's not in you, you will miss His presence. God wants to have an intimate relationship with you. He wants to speak to you. He wants to use you, bless you, and help you. And this is personal, and this is intimate. The Christmas hope has come. Amen? And I want to encourage you to receive it this morning. I'm going to pray right now. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? Everyone, wherever you are, just bow your head and close your eyes. This Christmas season, reach out. To this hope I want you to reach out to this hope that the world cannot offer what a perfect time to have your state wiped clean your sin washed away your heart made new and your new life begin and in this moment if you say yes I want to receive this new hope 
I want to believe Jesus as my Savior and acknowledge that He has died on the cross for my sin and I'm willing to repent and begin a journey of hope with Jesus. I want to invite you right now to follow me in this prayer. You know, the Bible says that if anyone call on the name of the Lord, he or she will be saved. All you have to do is believe and repent. I want you to pray out loud with me right now. We're going to pray all together in every location as a church family for the benefit of those who are coming to God or back to God. Would you repeat this simple prayer after me? Every one of you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, today is my day of new beginnings. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. And right now, I give you my life. From this day forward, I will follow you. I will receive your love. And this is my new beginning. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I turn from my sin. I trust in you. Make me a new creation. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, if you make this prayer, I would like you to let your host know. Welcome to the family of God. You know, the Bible says that if one returns to God's family, there is a party going on in heaven right now. Thank you for watching. Have a good afternoon.